So today I um it was a Friday, you know, I was driving to school this morning and I recorded this uh, nice long podcast and somehow I deleted it. So hopefully I can recreate that magic. But if not, you know, um, I'll get close. But today was uh, we had another in-service day. We have our students reporting on Monday for uh, their schedules and whatnot. And we'll kind of get the year rolling from there. Um, but I'm not going to lie. This year, this will be the, the uh, start of my seventh year teaching. And um, it's been difficult for me to get going. Like, I love the kids. I love the engagement. I just love standing in front of um, just a room full of individuals that that are that are eager to hear you say something. Now, somebody might laugh, somebody might want to crack a joke, whatever, but they want you to say something, right? So they're waiting for you. So I love that part. But just teaching in general and just and just getting going, it was just difficult for me. And part of that is is uh, definitely because of this summer, you know, with me working um, um, that job with a nonprofit and then hoping to get a full-time employment opportunity. And that fell through, which, you know, could be a blessing in disguise, Um so that's so that's part of it. But just another part of it, if I'm just being completely honest, is that it's extremely difficult being a teacher of color, especially a black male teacher of color in a predominantly white staff. So I'll like I'll go out and say this, that I haven't faced open discrimination at my um, <clears throat> place of employment. I've definitely, you know, felt certain ways at times, but I'll just leave that uh, leave that to myself. But Um, it weighs on me. It definitely weighs on me. So this year we'll have about 2000 students in the building and I'm one of two black male teachers in the entire building, the entire building, 2000 kids. I'm one of two black male teachers and both of us are coaches. Truth be told, I would not be at that building if I wasn't a coach. So the reason why I got the job is because, uh, they needed a, um, a track coach. So they hired me because, now I teach science and they happen to have a science teacher retiring when they needed a track coach. Right. So it worked out perfectly for both of us, to be completely honest. But it's not like they looked at me like, hey, you're a great fit for the building because you're a science teacher. Not at all. You know. And, you know, um, we also so so on Wednesday, we had like the welcome back, like all the teachers came back like, hey, how you doing? You know, everybody was introducing themselves, so on and so forth, uh, telling how the summers went. Um, and then during the faculty meeting, of course, we were introduced to the new teachers. This year, we had a little bit higher turnover. We had about 20 new teachers hired. And out of all of those teachers, guess how many were teachers of color? About 20 teachers hired. One. <laughs> it was one teacher of color hired, right? Um, and this guy's teaching ESL, which is English as a second language. So even if you don't verbally state it, you're you're sending a message by action and by position that teachers of color are coaches. They're they're ESL teachers. They're Spanish teachers. There is a teacher of color. Um, that's a biology teacher as well. There's a you know a couple other sprinkled throughout the building. There's a math teacher and a few others, but that's the problem. You know, you can pretty much count them on your hand. And I can't say it enough. You, you know, people there, as far as the staff, are definitely friendly. They're definitely friendly for the most part. I definitely have a couple of teachers that don't speak to me. And, and like, I'm always cordial. So I always smile. I always have uh, a happy countenance. But if someone chooses not to engage me, I just keep walking. <laughs> you know, I keep walking with a smile on my face. So you might be like, man, Lemmy, this sounds kind of depressing, man. Like, what's going on with this? Um, it gets better. So on Thursday night, we had freshman orientation. And essentially, all the freshmen 
they come, they get their schedule because, of course, they were in eighth grade the previous year. So this is a brand new building to them. They get to walk through the school, find their classes, so on and so forth. Right. And a lot of the times you'll have older siblings come back, you know, that aren't freshmen. And you'll have just older students just come back just to, just to see the teachers and walk through the halls. And this happened to me. And I and I spoke with a couple of students. I spoke with a student that I had. She's a female and her boyfriend, I guess. I had him when I taught back in middle school. I believe she graduated this year and she's pregnant. She's five months pregnant. And I told him straight up, I was like, you know, the situation could be better. The situation definitely could be better, but you guys definitely have the ability to be great parents. You know, it's about how you care about each other and it's about how you care about this baby. So if you allow it to, bringing a child into the world can precipitate a change in your life like no other, if you allow it to. And then if you don't, you know, of course you can be selfish and, and whatever, right? And I spoke with them for probably about 10 minutes and I just spoke life into them. You know, I mean, I, I just told them how much I love my kids and how you're going to have ups and downs and you're going to have to stop being selfish and think about yourself. Even me, I struggle with getting up late at night, you know, when my baby's crying, but I still get up. And I just spoke life into them. Then I had another female student, she come up to me and um, came up to me, I should say, I apologize. Uh, but she told me about her boyfriend, which I know really well. So it wasn't just some gossip, but I was essentially just trying to just give her some tips. Just just like I listened to her. I was like, wow, that I mean, that is kind of crazy. But, I, you know, just just definitely try to give her some advice that I've learned over the years. And the reason why I bring all this up, um, I spoke with a few other students as well, is that just engaging and interacting with those students, it truly gave me life. Like it centered me. It it showed me my purpose once again, because I was a little bit like, man, I'm just like, I'm not going to lie. I was surrounded by all these white people. And if you know anything about my family, <laughs> like I don't have a problem with skin color. It's just it's hard for me to be fully myself when there's only one other male person in the building that even looks like me. Like it's just it's just hard for me just to relax and just truly be Lemuel Joseph Hollifield. You know, the person who God called me to be when there's no one else in the building that looks like me. You know, it's not impossible, but it's difficult. So sometimes I struggle with that. Like I'm not perfect. I'll be I'll be completely honest. I struggle with that. And then um, and then, of course, the freshman orientation happened. So I say that to say this, that I believe that everyone in some shape, form or fashion needs to have a positive relationship with a younger person, whether that be you volunteer at the Boys and Girls Club, whether it be you're you're a big brother or a big sister with the local nonprofit, uh, whether you volunteer at Sunday school to teach a lesson or you go to the park and coach peewee soccer or football or 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 whatever it is. But but we as adults have to be engaged with people that are younger than us because right, wrong or indifferent. They see the world differently than we do. Like they just process things in a way that we don't. And as opposed to us picking and pointing fingers and saying kids are just so disrespectful, kids don't listen. Yeah, I agree with that. There, there are definitely disrespectful kids and, and kids that need to be taught how to be respectful. But if there's personal responsibility for them, where's the responsibility come from us? Those kids just didn't magically appear. They were, they were birthed into this world. They were raised in a household with some type of standards, whether, whether you wanted to articulate those standards or not, whether you were consistent on those standards or not, is irrelevant. But the standards were there and they picked up on it the standards could be there's no consistency in this house there's no but anyway 
I'm starting to ramble on. Um, we all need to be in some way, shape or form connected to the youth because they give us a unique perspective into how they view the world. And because of that, I'm a better person. I learn from them every day. Now, I stand firm on my beliefs. Like, don't get me wrong. There's days I definitely want to choke somebody and like tell them how I really feel. So I stand firm on my beliefs. And it's not all, you know, hugs and kisses and smiles. And oh, yeah, Coach Hollifield, you're the best ever. No, 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 not at all. But at the end of the day, if you're real and if you're honest with people, they might not like you, but they'll respect it. They know as long as someone knows what to expect from you. You know, um, I was in a conversation with my cuz, you know, my, what's up, Miles? If you listen to this, Miles Jackson, like I use use your pseudonym. But um, he basically posted that he's trying to he's just trying to be a positive light. And there's some people that are still just trying to bring them down. And there's some people that still try to hate you. And I told him, I was like, man, you know, I realize in life that sometimes people don't hate you, but people hate what you represent. Right. Like I'll say it again. Sometimes in life. People don't hate you, the person, but they hate what you represent. They hate the fact that any time that you come into this building, that there's an aura, that there's a presence around you. And even if they want to be negative, it's harder for them to be negative. So what do they do? They 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 attack your character or they might, you know, spread rumors about you or or uh, things of that nature. So it's not even you, the person. It's the fact that you're bringing a certain positive presence into any space that you enter, because. I'm a firm believer in that everyone has a presence, whether you want to acknowledge it or not. Um, so that's just what I what I witnessed. That's just what I saw. And and like even today, you know, we had a uh, we had a pretty long training because we do that, of course, at the beginning of every year. And uh, we had to have an active training um, for 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 the active shooter Basically, we had to train in case there was an active shooter in our building, right? I mean, that's just standard protocol for any school, elementary, middle school, high school, probably even colleges. And uh, we actually watched um, just a kind of like an animation of the time lapse events of what happened in Parkland. So in Parkland was when um, this dude named Cruz, he... He went to a high school and, of course, he killed 17 people and injured 17 others. And just watching the methodical way in which he kind of went to classroom to classroom to classroom, I was like, I, like I told myself, I was like, I'm not trying to die in high school. Like, I'm not trying to die at a school because some disgruntled kid can't deal with his emotions and he wants to bring a gun to school and just start shooting the place up. All right. So so I'm definitely conflicted in into just my place and my space in the school. I think if if something happened and I would act on it, I would act on it. Now, now what the action is, I'm not sure. Um, but, but I'm definitely conflicted being a teacher, but I tell you what, you know, these kids will reveal things to you that, that we feel like as adults, we have hidden pretty, pretty well. So, um, why do I bring up the active shooter? I don't even know. I don't know. But I'm just being honest with you guys. And, and, and that's something on my mind. It's something that I deal with. It's something that I grapple with. I was like, Hey, I have four kids of my own. I have a wife of my own. I, I'm by no means a coward, but do I, is it really my job title to sacrifice my life? Right. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to make ends meet. Like I don't mind to mind to say that I'm a school teacher. I don't get paid that much. So there's a lot going on with me, but I know that God has me here for a reason. I know that I'm doing the Lord's work. I know that I'm a child of the king because he's a king. So 
um, because he's a king. I, I'm a king as well. And I hope that I live that every day. And I uh, appreciate you guys. So peace and love to y'all. And then one of the points that I kind of wanted to follow up with is um, why it frustrated me that there's only two black male teachers in the building. And once again, there's a handful of other teachers of color in the building, but I could probably count them on, um, you know, it's less than 10. I'll say that it's less than 10. So why does it bother me? It's because I know that there are qualified teachers of color out there. Right. So the fact that I wasn't able or the fact that I had to use my coaching ability as the as the end, as the as a caveat to my, hey, let me just get your attention real quick because I can be an effective teacher and leader in your building like 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 that had to be the bait that drew them in. Correct. So. But what about if I wasn't a coach? Does that make me any less of effective as of an educator? Absolutely not. So if you look at that dynamic of the building, the 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 building is for the student population. It's a majority white, but it's not a huge majority white. So we have a large Hispanic population. We have a pretty decent black population. And then we also have um, a pretty large Asian population as well. So so we have a pretty diverse mix among the students themselves. You know, it's not like we live in some some country town in Iowa where you know you can count how many black people there are we definitely have a huge huge diversity mix and it's and it's something that I take pride in but it's also something that kind of kind of kind of hurts my heart because you don't have the representation in the staff to 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 like do that um well not to do that but you don't have equal representation of the staff as you do the student body So you have to ask yourself this. You have to say, why not? And the question can only be answered in three. I mean, there can only be three logical answers. It can either be that there aren't qualified teachers of there aren't enough qualified teachers of color that are applying for these positions. That's a B. You could say that there are teachers of color that are qualified, but they don't want the position. Or C, you could say they're teachers of color, they're qualified, they're applying for the position, but somehow they are denied access to said position. And in my experience, most of the time it has been C. Now, there's definitely opportunities that uh, people would say, hey, I'd rather teach at this school as opposed to this school. Like, I am not putting that past people. And I also don't want you to hire someone just because they're waiting. Hey, we need 10 more black people. So let's just hire. No, of course not. That's completely asinine. But I also know my people. I know our qualifications. I know so many other male black male teachers of color that are working just like I'm working and it's been exactly like I've said it's been difficult for us to get our foot into the door and once we get our foot into the door people are like wow you guys are really good at what you do I'm like absolutely we're good at what we do you know and it was never a you guys are good at what you do but I look at my colleagues I look at my friends I look at my brothers doing the same thing that I've been doing and they're all extremely successful at where they're placed currently so it bothers me. It truly bothers me. It bothers me in a in a in, in a deep and internal way that it 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 it, it just kind of grinds at me. And and I know I stuttered a lot right then, but hey, that's how you know that I'm speaking the truth. So um, I just wanted to kind of follow up that point with there can only be three things that are that are true. Either there aren't enough teachers of color, 
that are qualified to fill these positions, which is a lie. I know that. B, that there are teachers of color, but they're not applying for the positions because they don't want it. Or C, they do want it. They're applying and somehow they're not getting it. So even in 2018, even in this, uh, I don't know, you can kind of look out and um, you definitely has a schism. Like you definitely have a split. I think that that difference has always been in America, but now it's kind of the elephant in the room is is kind of uncovered, if you will say, uh, that people are are not as afraid to kind of speak out on their if they're bigots or if they're racist, or if they're xenophobic or things of that nature, they're not as they're not as afraid of the repercussions. And I see so many well-meaning, positive white people that somehow deep down inside, it's just like there's something else. Right. I mean, even with all of these, like I said, I haven't really had any open discrimination with the staff. I'm. Um, I'm, I'm very cordial with all of the administration. They they enjoy the way that I teach. They enjoy the way that I conduct myself. Um, they like the way that I handle myself with the kids as far as coaching. But I also look and see there's no one else in the staff except for one other person that looks like me. So what's the catch? You know, if you like me, then why not hire a couple more people that look like me? I just don't get it. Um, but anyway, peace and love to y'all.